0: Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. If you will, turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. That's where we're going to go. I'm going to be reading a lot of Scripture to you this morning and uh, just sharing several different things with you concerning the Holy Spirit. And uh, just want you to, uh, if, you're, if you're not taking notes, uh, try to mark this in your Bible. These different Scriptures, I think they'll be good references for you to go back to later and, uh, and uh, to just study it out a little bit. Today is Pentecost Sunday, as I said. And uh, we are here to celebrate the heritage of Pentecost And the fact that through Jesus Christ, the Father has sent us a helper called the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad for that this morning? I'm glad for that today. I need a little helper in my life, don't you? I need the Spirit of God to come alongside me and help me and guide me and direct me and lead me in the places that He wants to take me. John chapter 14, verse 16, it says, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Somebody say in you. you. The spirit of truth, verse 17, whom the world cannot receive. Do you know today that the world needs the spirit of truth to come alongside it and to show forth the lies that the enemy has caused us to buy into? There's a lot of lies going around today. There's a lot of deception in our world today, and we need the Pentecostal church full of the Holy Spirit and the power of God, understanding the truth of God's word, and being willing to communicate that with people around them to come and begin to change the culture and the lies that the enemy has told us. Somebody help me this morning. Say amen. Now, I'll preach if you'll get with me today and help me a little bit. Don't sit there like a bump on a log. Touch your neighbor and say, quit sitting there like a bump. Don't sit there like a bump. It says, but you know him. But you know him. He dwells with you and he'll be in you. That's what we need. Amen. He is the great intercessor. He is the great advocate. He is the great consoler. He is the great comforter. He is the great helper this morning. Anybody in the house needs some help today. Anybody in the house this morning says, Pastor, I'm struggling. I'm facing some stuff that I don't know how to deal with. I don't know how to handle some of the situations that are approaching me and I just need some help this morning. Anybody need some help in the house today? Somebody's been going through some stuff in your life and you've been dealing with some things that you don't know how to deal with. You don't know where to take care of them or how to take care of them. The God of truth and wisdom is with you and He'll be in you if you'll allow Him to be and He'll come alongside you and help you if you'll let Him help you. Somebody needs some help this morning. This is for you today and you've got yourself in the right position to get some help today. Jesus advocates for for you in heaven but the Holy Spirit advocates for you on this earth. Aren't you glad for that? The Holy Spirit has given, been given to us by Christ so that we could walk more rightly with the Lord and we would have the help we need on the earth to overcome the enemy. The enemy has chosen to wage war against His or the, the church. He is waging war against your life, but you've got some help today. You've got a helper that's come alongside you and he will help you to overcome whatever you're dealing with. In your life this morning acts 1 and 8 says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem Judea Samaria and to the ends of the earth you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem Judea Samaria and uttermost parts of the earth this power is not only the power that we need to speak for Christ but it's the power we also need to live for Christ. It's a difficult day that we live in to serve the Lord day in and day out and to be faithful. There's a lot of things that wage war against that. There's a lot of things in our culture that are counter to the culture of Christ Jesus. There's a lot of things that work against you living before the Lord and living right before God. But the Holy Spirit has come and He has been given to you so that you could have the power you need to live right before the people of this world. Somebody needs to see something different in your life this morning. Somebody needs to see something that's not just the same old, same old, but something that sets you apart and makes you distinct and makes you different than everybody else they're coming in contact with. We should have that power. Power not only to speak for Him and declare who He is, but to speak uh, for Christ with our lives and the way that we live. This morning, let's go to our text real quickly. I can see that I'm going to run out of time if I don't get with this. Acts 2 and 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house, the whole house, where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want you to help me pray this morning as I preach to you the Spirit of God, would you help me pray? Father, we thank you today for the Spirit of God that we feel at work in this house already. I pray, Lord, that you would ignite a fire in your people, Lord, that you would stir us up to do something great for you, to believe the words that are pinned upon the pages of the Bible and to apply them to our lives every single day, God, that we can live above the fray, that we can be separate and we can be different from this world because the Helper has come, the Holy Spirit has been given, and we have received Him so that we can walk rightly before you, God. Give us the power to be witnesses in our speech and in our actions, God. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Everybody says amen. Acts 2 and 1. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come. Had fully come. The day of Pentecost, for those of you who don't know and don't necessarily understand... Uh, what these means takes place 50 days after Passover it is exactly 50 days after Passover these are both important feasts Passover and uh, Pentecost are both important feasts uh, of Jewish culture they were instituted during the Exodus when when the, the, the Israelites were slaves to Egyptian bondage uh, Moses was sent in as a deliverer he brought them out of Egypt and because of what God did through Moses' life they instituted these feasts to to commemorate and remember what God had done for them the Israelites back in Exodus were set free from bondage on Passover and 50 days later on the day of Pentecost Moses was given the law Moses went up to Mount Sinai he had a conference with God and God showed up and gave him the law and Moses comes down and he gives it to the people the Passover represents deliverance and freedom because they were freed from Egyptian bondage. It represents lives that were covered by the blood. Which is the suitable offering needed to please God. They would take the Paschal lamb. Uh, and they would, they would shed the blood of the lamb. They would put it over their doorposts. And when uh, the death angel came in to kill the firstborn son. Because they had covered their doorposts with the blood of the lamb. They were set free and they were delivered from, from death. The Passover Represents deliverance and freedom. It represents those lives that were covered by the blood. The law given to Moses represents the constructs or the boundaries by which the people of Israel will live. It will be the guiding force in their lives. And it will lead them to a life that pleases God. So you have the Passover that represents freedom. You have the day of Pentecost that represents the guidelines or the constructs by which we live. Jesus was crucified at Passover and now 50 days later on the day of Pentecost the Holy Spirit is given. Jesus was crucified on the Passover identifying himself as that lamb needed to bring deliverance and freedom to all those who will allow his blood to be applied to to their lives and it justifies them with, with God. You can't be justified in God's sight without the blood of Jesus applied to you. Just like the song says, there is nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I don't care what Oprah says. I don't care what you're going to read about in the Times. I don't care what you hear from any other source. I've come to tell you there's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ and the shed blood at Calvary. There is no other way. You can live as good as you want to live, but without Jesus Christ, there is no hope for you. The Holy Spirit comes on Pentecost and He gives us the constructs and the boundaries by which the people of God will live. How does He do that? By direction, by guidance, by conviction. I told my Wednesday night Bible study, I said, here's a great quote for you. The great thing about conviction is it will pass if you, if you wait long enough. And that's the truth. When you feel convicted by by what God's trying to do in your life, all you got to do is wait that out. I'm giving you a tip. A tip to get away from not being transformed. A tip from not having to to deal with change in your life. A deal with not having to deal with the the intersection that God has brought you to. If you'll just wait, that'll harden up good and proper and you won't have to deal with conviction in that area anymore. Now, I'm not telling you that's what you should do. I'm just telling you that'll work. What I'm telling you that will... What you should do is when God convicts you and he begins to talk to you about something in your life, you need to respond to it. You need to listen to him. You need to go into a prayer place and say, God, whatever it is you're trying to work on in my life, I want you to fix it and I want you to work it out. That's what the Holy Spirit will do for you. And so that's how what I mean by the constructs and the boundaries by which you live. Now, unlike Moses, the law of Moses, the law of Moses leads to death say, Pastor, but God gave that. Yeah, because here's the deal. The law of Moses was given to reveal our inadequacies. The law of Moses was given to the people of Israel to show them not necessarily, it was a guideline by how they should live, but it was sent so that it could show them that they could not do it without God. It was shown to them to reveal the inadequacies of their lives and to show them how they could not do this Without God. The the law leads to death. But the Holy Spirit has come. And he has provided us with the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Which leads us to life and peace. It is a better covenant. It is a better way. It is a better promise the Bible tells us. And it is built upon a sure foundation in Jesus Christ. Because here's the reason. Unlike the law which reveals our inadequacies. The Holy Spirit makes up our inadequacies. The Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, makes up the difference in our lives. And so point number one is this, the day of Pentecost has fully come. Let me read to you Romans 8 and 1 to prove what I just said to you. Therefore there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The day of Pentecost has fully come. What does this mean for us? First, it means this, that the Holy Spirit has been fully given to you. You have access to the Holy Spirit of God working in your life. You have been given access, in the Old Testament, it was limited to kings and priests and prophets and certain people that God chose to overshadow His Spirit with. But today, it's been opened up. And so anybody that calls themselves Jesuses, that belongs to Christ, that gives their life to Him, can experience the Holy Spirit working in their life and living by that Spirit that the Bible tells us about. It's not restricted. It's opened up to you. The Holy Spirit has been given fully to you. Now I will say this, that a lot of people choose not to walk with the Holy Spirit every day. And I'm not even talking about the salvation experience because obviously when you give your life to Jesus Christ, He imparts His Spirit into your life in some regard. And so certainly there is a measure of the Spirit at operation in your life as just a child of God. But what I'm talking to you today is about Pentecost. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit coming and taking over your life and leading you and directing you in every single area that you give to Him and allowing Him to take you to another level in every single one of those areas of your life. The Holy Spirit wants to do that. That's the power it's talking about in Acts 1 and 8. The second thing he does, it shows us is that the Holy Spirit has been given. It reveals that Jesus Christ has been glorified. The fact that the Holy Spirit has been given at Pentecost in Acts 2 shows us that Jesus Christ has been glorified. He has risen from the dead and He is now seated at the right hand of the Father. John 7, 39 says this. It says, but this He spoke concerning the Spirit... Whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So it makes sense for me to assume that if the Holy Spirit has been given, that Jesus Christ has been glorified. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father today and he's making intercession for you. And he sent the helper alongside you in this earth to help you get to where you need to be. If Jesus has not been glorified, then the work of Calvary is incomplete. If Jesus has not been glorified, then the work of Calvary is incomplete. Now we can be justified by accepting Christ, sanctified by living in Christ, and glorified in heaven with Christ because of what Jesus has done. The Holy Spirit proof of that. Third, it means that we share in the inheritance of heaven as co-heirs with Christ Jesus. We share in the inheritance of heaven as co-heirs with Christ Jesus. Ephesians 13 says this, In Him, speaking of Jesus, you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. I love that verse of Scripture. Verse 14, Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. The fact that the Holy Spirit has been given is proof that you have access to the inheritance of heaven. He is the guarantee of that promise that we have in Jesus Christ. What inheritance did we gain through the Holy Spirit? That you could experience the supernatural in a natural world. That's what the Holy Spirit does for you. That God would supply your needs supernaturally. That God would help you to work in your life in many ways supernaturally. That He would help you to live above the limitations of this life. And that Holy Spirit is the down payment on the full inheritance that you have as a child of God. I like that, don't you? That the Holy Spirit has been given to me proving that I have an inheritance in Jesus Christ. I don't have to live by the limitations of the things that I see. I don't have to live by the limitations of my own inabilities. I don't have to live by the limitations of those things and resources around me. What I have a privilege of doing is living by the resources and the limitlessness of my God who can supply all of my needs according to His riches through Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is proof that that can happen. The Message Bible reads like this. It says, it's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed in it, that message of salvation, found yourselves home free, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment of what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. This signet from God is the first installment of what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us. A praising and glorious life. That signet is that ring of the king. He would wear that ring and when he would seal a letter or he would do anything, he would put that imprint of that ring on that letter and that meant it came from the king. You've got a deliverer that has come from the king this morning. You've got a message that's been given to you from the king this morning. The Holy Spirit has been sent to you by the king this morning and he has been sent to do good things in your life. He has prepared for you the inheritance of heaven to be at your disposal. In other words, the master's opened you a credit line today and he's given you access to your trust fund as his child. And so I'm telling you this morning, don't be afraid to use it. Don't be afraid to use it. Take some risks. Dream some dreams. Do something bold. Do something that requires faith. Do something that requires God to get involved with you and to partner with you or it ain't going to work. Get involved in believing in something bigger than yourself this morning. Somebody say amen to that. I'm tired of low living. Small sight. No vision. we got to have more than that. we got to be believe that God wants the best for us and he's working to get us the best in life. And I'm not talking about just living with... I'm not talking about material things. And so if that's what you're focused on this morning, you are missing it. I'm talking about living a praising and glorious life for God. I'm talking about living in your destiny this morning. I'm talking about finding your purpose and connecting with that purpose and doing it to the utmost of your ability. And you can't do that this morning without the Holy Spirit's empowerment in your life. You'll fall short every time. Quit living below the means of the empowerment you have been given as a child of God. The day of Pentecost is fully come, and You have been given access to heaven through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 2 says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Point number two is the wind of the Holy Spirit has fully come. What does the wind symbolize for us in regards to the Holy Spirit? When you think about the wind, man, we we think about the wind a lot around here in Texas, don't we? That's all it does is blow. I've never, never in my life, especially out here in front of the church, you just get blown away. We need... We need some of them on windmills. We could we could build enough power to power three or four cities, probably right out here. The wind of the Holy Spirit has fully come. What does it symbolize for us in regards to the Holy Spirit? The wind symbolizes symbolizes movement. It symbolizes leading. It symbolizes direction. I know that sometimes we drive this bus, this large bus, and it has, you know, these flat sides, and when you're driving down I-44 and the wind's blowing crossways, it is a job to keep that thing on the road you're constantly doing this the whole time just fighting to stay between the lines because it's not going with the wind but I'm telling you when you get that thing pointed in the right direction you barely have to step on the accelerator that thing will just float down the road it's the same way with our lives when we find ourselves fighting against the crosswind of the Holy Spirit, we find ourselves doing this, trying to stay between the lines, trying to stay on the road, trying to stay connected to what we're doing, trying not to find ourselves in the ditch somewhere <laughs> messed up and having a problem. But when we get that wind behind us and we start moving with the Holy Spirit and we start moving in the direction that He's laid out for us, I'm telling you it's smooth sailing. There's some things that will just push you. You barely have to give it any gas. You barely have to spend any resource there. It'll just flow and start moving you forward the Holy Spirit is our guiding force he is a guiding force when I talk to you about him being the helper there is no greater helper in your life than somebody that will come alongside you and help you make the right decisions help you go the right direction help you do the right things no better helper in your life than somebody that will come alongside you and say that's the wrong way you need to do this You need to change directions. You need to change uh, the course that you're on and do something different. The Holy Spirit is that friend that will come alongside you and speak to you and give you direction in your life. He will do that for you. Many of you are struggling to know where to go. I'm telling you, you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you get filled with the empowerment of God. He's going to help you to know exactly what you are to do. He will guide you, He will direct your steps. We also get from the wind analogy that and what it symbolizes in regards to the Holy Spirit is that it is also a powerful force at times. We know that for sure. We had to just put up our sign out here in the front and it hadn't been fully done. And I mean, it had big old steel beams and everything and a 70 mile hour wind comes along and flattens that sucker right on the ground. Wind is powerful. Wind is a powerful force. It can rearrange some things, can it? It can certainly uh, cause some things to, to get messed up. The Holy Spirit can also be that propelling or powerful force pushing us toward Jesus Christ. And this is where conviction comes in. He deals with us. He works in us. He rearranges some stuff in our lives so that we see better and understand clearly what it's going to take to move us toward a better relationship with Jesus. But just like the wind can be powerful, it can also be a gentle, refreshing breeze. There's nothing better than sitting under a shade tree on a hot day and feeling that cool breeze blow over. It's refreshing. The Holy Spirit is a refresher. He is a refreshing force. He renews us. He restores us. He helps us when we're facing those battles in our life. We need the Holy Spirit to come and refresh us and strengthen us. Do you need refreshing this morning? I think there's a lot of people in this house today that says I need refreshed. I need a touch from God. I need a fresh touch of the Lord this morning. It goes on to say in verse three that then there appeared to them dividing tongues of fire as a fire and one set upon each of them. Point number three is the fire of the Holy Spirit has fully come. We talk we talk about fire and we think about fire. Fire is such a powerful and consuming force. It is, it is just awesome. I don't know if there's any pyromaniacs in the house, but I love to watch a good fire. Don't you? I mean, it's not camping unless you got a fire, right? I mean, it's just it's a waste of time if you don't have a fire. I love to watch fire because it's just such an awesome and powerful thing. The Holy Spirit, also in that analogy, is a powerful force. It transforms lives. It changes hearts. It's powerful in that it is empowering. It's empowering. It is an empowering force. It gives us the ability to transform lives through Jesus Christ. Not only will it transform your life, but it gives you the ability to transform others' lives through the power of Jesus working in you. That empowerment is what we need. I need your power, God, to walk this out. I need your power to do what you're asking me to do. I need your strength. Fire is also consuming. The Holy Spirit is consuming force. It reveals what is true. It takes away the... You can, you can you know, tell your friends whatever you want them to believe. You can make up stories and you can convince people that that's truth. But you're never going to lie to the Holy Spirit. You're never going to convince Him of a false thing in your life when He knows the truth. And He will burn that thing up if you will allow Him to do it. He will clean up the junk. He will clear out all the, the wasted uh, parts of your life and He will make them usable and refined in the fire of the Holy Spirit. We need that. Matthew 3 and 1, 311 says, I need, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing... Fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the barn, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. A lot of us just need to go through the refiner's fire this morning. We all do. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to you. We all need to put ourselves under that fire and allow God to burn up those those areas that are not being used for him to rid us of those things that are taking uh, away from His plan for us and His his will for us and and His time with us. Allow God to do that this morning. Fire speaks also of passion. The Holy Spirit is an impassioning force. Many of us today just need some passion for the dreams God's given us. You say, God, you know, Pastor, I feel like I've got a dream, but I don't have the passion to fulfill it. I feel like God's trying to talk to me about something that I need to do in my life, but I don't have the passion or the will or the drive to do it at this point. You need the Holy Spirit to give you the passion. You need the Holy Spirit to come and light a fire in you, to stir something up in you. I wish to God above that God would get some people fired up about his plan, fired up about his mission, fired up about his church, because with those kinds of people, you can change a culture. You can change a nation. You can change a people. You can do something when you're fired up about something. Do you need some fresh passion today? Acts 2 and 4, as I close, it says, They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. We need His direction. We need His conviction. We need His refreshing. We need His empowerment. We need His passion for the things that God desires for each of us. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit had fully come, the Bible tells us. And I've come to tell you this morning, He has come today as the great helper to help you walk out this Christian life in an effective and powerful way. You are not left to do this on your own. I said, you're not left to do this on your own. Jesus didn't just die on the cross for you. You didn't just get saved and then him say to you, good luck with this. No, he sent somebody alongside to help you that will help you walk this out and be all that God has created you to be. And I'm asking you this morning, will you receive his help today? There's people in this house this morning that need a fresh touch of God. You need a renewal in your life. You need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit, it's been a long time since you really felt the power of the Holy Spirit sweep over your life. It's time to get refilled this morning. There's some of you today that's never been filled with the Holy Spirit. You're missing out on what God has for you. And here's what he says in Luke 11:13: If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? All that's required for us to receive the Holy Spirit this morning is that we are saved and we believe in Jesus Christ and we are willing to receive God's plan for us and his will for us I'm going to ask our music team to come back our worship team to come back and I'm going to ask everybody across this place to stand with me this morning this is Pentecost Sunday and I've got one thing in mind and that is this I want to see some people fired up for God I want to see some people stirred up to do the mission that God has given us in this church and in this community, I want to see God begin to take us to a whole nother level as far as a church. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We would love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 945 for Sunday school and at 1030 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek I'm service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burt Burnett, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself face down on your shore. You say come to the river.